Welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Today, Tomorrow, the Chicago Bulls and the Golden Calf on Pasha's Kisisa. Shalom to everyone. As you all know, this week's Parsha is talking about the famous sin of Neisrael, Chetegel, the golden calf. If you look carefully, when Bnei Israel all jump on Aaron and they say, please, we know you know how to make for us the golden calf, so please, can you do it for us? Here's all the gold we have. So what does Aaron say? He says to them the following. He says, He says, He said, tomorrow, tomorrow, let's wait one more day, tomorrow I'll take care of it. And that's because, in a simple way of understanding, as we said, there's many ways of learning all the Torah. There's four main ways, Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Soid. In the Pshat way of learning, he, he wanted to buy more time because he, according to his calculations, Moshe Rabbeinu would come down tomorrow and everything would be okay. But it seems like this word Machal has a deeper idea behind it. I want to share with you an idea my friend told me. And you'll see how interesting it is. Now, this word machar, tomorrow, we see in other places. There's a midrash, Chazal have a midrash that brings three different places where we see this word machar, tomorrow, being used. Now, of course, in each place we can explain it in a simplified version why it was there. But perhaps there's a deep understanding over here that we can connect all these places. The three other places that the midrash quotes are all related to Amalek. The first one is in Parashas B'Shalach, when there's the famous war with Amalek, when Yeshua is fighting Amalek, and Moshe Rabbeinu goes up on the mountain with his hands up, and that war over there, it says, Vayemer Moshe Yeshua, choose the men that will go to war, V'tzehi lachem ba'amalek, ding, 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 machar, tomorrow. Why tomorrow? So the simplified understanding over there is because today we're going to fast and tomorrow we'll go out to war. But still, what is this idea of tomorrow? Now the Midrash quotes all these three places I'm about to say. One of them is the one that we just said in Parshas Peshalach. The other one is, we just had for him, Migilas Esther, where we know that Haman is from Mizera Amalek, from, from Amalek. And what does it say? There's the first Mishteh, the party that she has with Haman and Achashverosh, and she says, tomorrow I want to have another one. What is this prolonging idea for tomorrow? And the third place that the Midrash quotes is in Shmuel Aleph. Over there, there's the famous story that the first king from Israel was Shaul HaMelech. Now, Shaul HaMelech, there's many ways, whoever knows all the details in the story, but Shaul HaMelech, as I'll teach us, was supposed to, his task, his mission in life was to get rid of Amalek. And he failed in that mission because he didn't, he had mercy on them, whatever, it's a long story. And that's why Haman came into play. But at the end of the day, that was his mission. And over there also, when when Shmuel is commanded by Kodesh Baruch to make him a king, also there he says, tomorrow I'll anoint you king. It says the following, the Kodesh Baruch says to Shmuel, Ta'et machar, tomorrow I will send you a person, Mibinyomin, and you will anoint him as the king. So, all these three places, the one with Esther and Haman, the one with Shalom Melech, 
and also the one in the actual war with Amalek, all of them have the word Machal. And the Midrash puts them all together, and it says, Amalek's only totally really going to fall tomorrow. Ein Amalek noifel machal. So the main question really we, I want to share with you is, what is this idea of Ein Amalek noifel machal? And perhaps, what we want to suggest is the following. I don't know if this is a good mashal or not, but a long time ago, I don't even remember which years it was, there was a basketball team that was very famous and was doing very well, and it won like several championships in the world, in, in, in a row in basketball, the Chicago Bulls. That was, I don't even remember which year, it's in 1990-something then. And around the 2000, there was the Lakers. They did the same thing, back-to-back championships. Now, what was unique about the way they played? So if you think about it, we all know there's home court advantage. After the first two games that they play at home, then they go and play away. Now, those teams were so confident that the truth was with what that is. That was, they felt the truth is that they're better ball players. You, you saw it in the way they spoke. You saw it in the way they moved, and everything, their body language, etc. Now, however, having said that, they realized that there's a major psychological advantage to the home team, especially when they're already down two games to zero, and yet once you get to four games that you won, then the whole series is over. So they knew the other team was going to give it all they got. And by the way, this is also in the Rambam, when you go to war with someone, don't close him from all the three sides, because he has nothing to do, the enemy has nothing to do but to fight you, and they'll fight you with all their energy, and that's dangerous. Always leave them one side to run away, to escape. So to here, so the way it seemed like, no one spoke about this, but it seemed like they were so confident, they said, even if we'll be down during the game by up to 10 points, that's, that's fine. Just let's not let it get more than that. And then eventually, a lot of times, they came back to win. So that's the mashal. What's the nimshal? The nimshal is, we know that we are living this world in the right way. Torah and mitzvot, that's what life is all about. However, Amalek, what they represent is, they try to fight against us, and they're doing everything to fight against us. Why? Because they don't want... It's to be evident at all that HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs this world. And that's why they ran from so far away just to fight with us. Why? Just to make sure there won't be Yiras Hashem in the world. That people won't fear Hashem. Now, now perhaps all this Machal, that Amalek is only going to fall tomorrow, that's because in a certain sense they have home court advantage over here in this world. Why? Because everything's materialistic, everything's physical in this world. And sometimes it almost looks like they're going to win certain battles. HaKadosh Baruch perhaps is trying to hint us through this Midrash, don't worry, tomorrow, whenever it is, it might not be today, but later on, or in Oilam Abba, but later on you realize the truth will prevail. And you'll realize that Amalek was only one big optical illusion, and their world is nothing, and we are the one that are going to be in the truth, in the right Malach, and understand why everything about them was wrong. So don't give up hope if sometimes it looks like they have the upper hand. Which we know there's a Gemarni of Amos, Rabbi Akiva says, sometimes there's going to be rough times. Sometimes it's going to look like the Rishayim, the wicked people, they have the upper hand. In those times, just put your head down as if you're in the ocean, let the waves pass, and then go on in life. At the end, you'll see that they're the wicked people, and they're, and they're going down. Just like in the Torah, Emes, the letters Emes, all have two legs. We spoke about this once before. And Shekel, it's all standing on one tip. 
if you look at the way the letters are written in the Torah. Because Sheker is not going to last. Sometimes it's going to seem like, wow, I can't believe it. They're doing so well. They're having such a good time in this world. But that's not going to last. It's going to evaporate and just totally go away. And that's exactly the idea HaKadosh Buhu is trying to tell us that everything to do with Amalek, we might lose a battle here, a battle there, but at the end of the day, it's not going to last. Tomorrow, Amalek will totally be demolished and taken care of. Now, I would like to suggest that we could take this idea further to our own personal life. Not only the idea of getting rid of Amalek, but that is also, in a sense, how Yetzel Hava, the evil inclination, tries to get us. It says, oh, come on, you lost this battle. Forget about it. You're going to lose again. There's no point in fighting. And that's exactly what the Yetzel tries to do. And we're trying to say to the Yetzel no, we might lose a battle. But at the end of the day, the long term, the whole idea of life is despite the fact that you fall, and you'll always fall, because as the Torah tells us, and Sadiq Baretz Asheri Asetoiv Beloyachtad. There isn't such a thing as a righteous people, a person, a Tzadik that won't sin. Everyone sins. And at the end of the day, the real man, what differenti- differentiates between the boys and the men, is how you quickly you get up after you sin, after you fall down, how quickly you're going to get up. And that depends also how much confidence you have. That the emphasis is to go in the ways of Hashem, the Torah mitzvah. If you have confidence, you realize you did a mistake, you can get back on your horse. Horse, as I remember, I heard by of Tzvi Myers once he was speaking. He gave a whole chizik drasha before Rosh Hashanah, and he says that in the, as a mashal in the Russian ar- in the Russian army, the way they decided if you're going to make it into the army or not, they put tons of armor on you that weighed three times your body weight, and they made you go on these huge wild horses. And no one can last on them for, a, for more than one minute. And you would think, they would say, okay, how long can you last on the horse? But that's not what they tested you. They tested to see that once you fall, which they knew you were going to fall, they didn't even care how long it took you to fall. But once you fall, how quickly and how hard are you working to get back up on the horse? Because that shows what you're all about. And it's true also here in Torah and Mitzvahs, and if a person sins, how quickly is he going to get back on his horse? And perhaps that is the idea of what Aaron was trying to hint to Am Yisrael. I know you realize you have a Yitzhah now to do this golden calf, but tomorrow you'll get back on your horse and you realize this is not the right way, and that is what life is all about. There's ups and downs. The idea is to get back on your horse even after those times when you have downs. will give us the Koyach, especially in these turbulent times, that the truth will prevail and that the people that are doing Torah mitzvahs and trying to connect to Hashem, despite the fact like we all have an evil inclination and we fall at times, what is going to make us big people is how fast are we going to get back onto the right path and get closer to Hashem. Have a great Shabbos. sure to visit our website prismoftorah.com you can contact us from the website technical support for the prism of torah is done for free by ellie podcast productions please share this podcast with your friends and family it can make a difference to everyone production with dandelion ishmas yes i'll go isaac benro moisha